Welcome to the Outback Quarterback Podcast. The boys are all here. It's a little bit of a different feel today. It's the first time we've done a second episode in the week. Friday morning episode. We know it's the draft today, but this is going to be nothing to do with the draft. We're going to go through the mailbag. So not every Friday episode will be the mailbag. It'll be something different, just outside of the normal structure. But today, we've actually had a lot of correspondence. The fans are uh, in our DMs, in our emails. So we've got a fair bit to go through. And last week, I played a song to intro the mailbag, which you loved, Hawley. But I was thinking about, you know, copyright and using other people's music. And we, we actually shouldn't be playing other people's songs on the podcast. So I thought I'll have to make my own... <laughs> I have to make my own oh, jingle for it. Oh, good. <laughs> I thought that was serious then. <laughs> Does Doss get too angry? <laughs> Does Holy Rag on Aaron Rodgers too much? <laughs> Tell us what you're thinking. Use the mailbag to get in touch. Yeah. That is brilliant. You like it? Yeah, it's our first it. jingle. I love I'm going to have to make a song every episode. Now we've got some little backing music as we go through the... Uh, <laughs> the mailbag. <laughs> the mailbag. So thanks very much, everyone. I'm very surprised we have enough to go through a mailbag in our... So am I. I I'm honestly stunned. I'm in shock at the moment. But it's been great. So we, we encourage DMs at Outback QB on Instagram as the lawnmower in the background starts up again. <laughs> uh, and we love emails to podcast at outbackquarterback.com. First up, we've got a question from Jacob in Melbourne, one of our very loyal listeners so far. He wants to know how we got into the NFL because it's a growing sport over here and um, you know he became obsessed with Tom Brady as a, as a younger man and that's why he got into the sport, to follow superstars like that. Hawley, how did you get into the NFL? Uh, I, was, I was living in Perth and one of the guys I was living with uh, was a few years older than me and he'd been into NFL for quite a while and we were just watching on TV and then naturally... It was always on, so I just I got into it. And he was a big Pats fan, um, so I obviously just jumped on board and started following the Pats as well. Because you you were a big college follower, as yeah. Well, so right? that's what kind of got me into the college football as well. Um, and I just saw Boise, Boise State with their blue field, and I thought oh, that's pretty cool. And at that stage, they had Kellen Moore floating around throwing oh, yeah. dimes, and they were, they were now the offensive coordinator for <laughs> little yeah, lefty. offensive coordinator. Um, and so I just started. I started following them and then, yeah, just the passion grew for college and college football and NFL. Doss, how did you get into it? Yeah, for me, uh, it was borrowing Madden 2003 off of <laughs> Next Door Neighbour Paul, who is a very loyal listener, Washington Football Club uh, fan, I should say, or Commanders now. Uh, but, yeah, Madden 2003, playing franchise mode. Uh, Nothing better than an offline single-player franchise <laughs> mode. It wasn't anything better back then and... Uh, Green Bay, although St. Louis are very strong, uh, the St. Louis Rams are very strong uh, on that game. So much so that when I started playing franchise mode, I was just obsessed with trying to sign free agents, didn't look at really their position, just looked at the overall rating. <laughs> so all I was doing was signing massive contracts to guards and kickers <laughs> and punters and then realised when oh, I, no. took the, I took my franchise mode over to Paul next door and said, hey, can you help me because I'm not doing too well here. I'm getting smashed every, every week. Because he's given 100 and million guaranteed to a kicker. And he, he's, he's, he's got seven kickers rated Paul, 95 plus. Yeah, but. Paul's had a look, he goes, because... You've got no depth chart. You've got wide receivers basically playing as running backs or you've got just players in all sorts of the wrong positions. You've got no proper depth chart. So then that's when I started learning a bit more about the importance of nice. positions in the NFL. I love and it. Uh, that straightened me up a bit after that. 
I love I, the tactic I, of just getting the best number. Then I just got obsessed with Madden after that and pretty much bought every game from 2003 to 2011 or 12, I think. Interesting. I was pretty similar. I used to play Madden and not really understand it. No. Like I, I, w- yeah. I was, um, <laughs> you know how it comes up with the, the art of the, of the play? So it shows yeah. you where the routes that they're going to oh, run yeah, or where yeah. the running back will go and where the defenders are going and that sort of thing. I always thought that you needed to do like the opposite of what it said because then you'd trick the other team. So I thought that like if, if it said this, that was Madden's, that was Madden's suggested play for how yeah, the I didn't defense realize it was, was setting up. I thought it was showing me what the other team's going to do. So I then went and did the opposite. I never figured out why I couldn't run past the line of scrimmage because I get blocked every time. <laughs> every time I do the opposite of the play I was meant to do. So I was terrible at Madden until I started to understand it. Um, but it wasn't that long ago. It was probably only five or six years ago that we had a trip to the States and I'd, I'd sort of liked the sport at that point, but, um, previously I thought it was you know boring because I didn't understand it I thought it just took too long there's too much inactivity but then I really started to study it and wanted to make sure I understood it so that when I went to games I could appreciate it and the more and more I learned about it I just yeah fell in love with it and it's a, it's a sport for stat nerds too which makes, yeah. it, makes it great for guys like us to follow I also have some friends from Kansas City who I'm actually having a, a Skype with in about 45 minutes and they were at our church when we were younger. So they brought over all this Kansas City merchandise. Oh, There's photos of me as a five-year-old wearing like KC shirt and hat. And so, so, so you, you got not, so is, is this the justification to say I didn't jump on when they drafted exactly. Mahomes? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah it comes out now. I was on them yeah, in, comes out yeah. Yeah. I was on them in the, in the struggling the, 90s. The mid-90s. Yeah. Huge fan as a five-year-old. Watching Super Bowls <laughs> on SBS, none of which they played in. <laughs> and getting the weekly highlight show, 30 minutes, trying to cover all games. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Jacob. Great, great question. Thank you for getting in touch. Um, Chris from Melbourne. He, is our, he was our first ever emailer. A legend. And he's written in again. Uh, he's not happy with our use, potentially erroneous use of the word clubs. He thinks that we're, it's, very, it's an Australianism. And we're talking it about is. clubs like we're yeah. mentioning them as AFL teams. So, Doss, do you want to explain? Oh, so Chris mentioned that Green Bay is the only team that we could really maybe call a club. Yep. Why is that? Well, to keep it simple, the Green Bay Packers Incorporated, they're a publicly listed non-for-profit corporation that actually own the Green Bay Packers franchise in which you can buy a share in the team. They're actually owned by the fans. Okay, in the city of Green Bay. So those shares don't actually produce any dividends. You don't make money off them. Um, so instead of having a hand or an owner or a handful of partners like every other professional sports team in the US, uh, the Packers are purely owned by hundreds of thousands of fans. So basically what this means is it precludes the Packers from moving to another city. So as we've seen with many other sporting teams in the US, the owners, if they want, they can either sell the fan or actually just move it to another city if yep. they choose to. Overnight. Overnight. Uh, so in a sense, Green Bay are the closing sporting, closest sporting team to their local community. Um, you can buy uh, shares, as I mentioned. The recent, most recent stock sale was actually in February of this year. So three hundred. Get on board, Doss. Three, no, because <laughs> you have to be in the US or Canada to do it. So three hundred dollars uh, each for a share. So that's all right. They uh, approximately uh, they sold one hundred and ninety-eight thousand shares. So that raised around sixty million dollars, which goes to field and stadium upgrades uh, in Green Bay. Now, there you go. Because the Packers are publicly listed they have to release financial reports every year and they're the only <laughs> NFL team or professional sporting team in the US that has to do that. So many owners obviously would not want to do that, yes. but Green Bay are the only, only ones that do. So but it, but it, that's it, the difference between Green Bay and pretty much every other sporting or professional sporting team in the US. 
But I, I guess that gives a sense of peace to the fans and a bit of a measure of integrity if they have to release Very, their records yeah, publicly. Yeah. <laughs> Rogers, contract number one on that list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a share in Green Bay Packers, <laughs> take them down from the inside. So then you can vote out Rogers at the meetings, <laughs> the AGM. <laughs> okay, we had an email from uh, Morgan who said, hey, boys, long-time listener, first-time emailer, which I love after two weeks. It's yeah. a great start. She said she was going to DM us but wanted to keep the magic alive with the emails, which we appreciate because something's so special about an email. Um, loved the first couple of episodes, liked the content and the quality production. I do that. Good so on you, Kurt. Thanks, Morgan. Um, she also said she's a massive Saints fan and hates the Falcons, so if there's ever any you know mad minutes we want to do around the Saints or Atlanta, we can get some content from her. So thank you, Morgan, for getting in touch. Uh, we followed you back on Insta, so appreciate you listening. Two to go. We got Nugget. Nugget. You mentioned Nugget <laughs> last week, Holly. Uh, so I'm just going to get up his DM. So N- Nugget's were, so he's a very close friend of, of you two in particular. Um, why is he called Nugget, by the way? Oh, he, he'd only eat chicken nuggets. <laughs> Is it, does he still only? He'd go to McDonald's, everyone would order, you know, a burger or something, and he'd just order chicken nuggets. <laughs> doesn't take much for a nickname to stick, does it? It doesn't. Uh, so Nugget has written in to say that Hawley will regret his decision not to put Dawson Knox as his boy. <laughs> Nugget does love Dawson Knox, and I'm, I'm on him big. I'm a big. I'm a big supporter of him as well. We both drafted him fantasy wise last year. But you chose Albert O. Yeah, because I like Albert O better. I think. I think his but his, ceil- his ceiling this year is higher than Dawson's. I thought it was unfair of um, Nugget just to target you, Hawley, because Doss also picked before me in that draft yeah, and also passed on Dawson, Dawson Knox. Knox. <laughs> uh, but Nugget thinks that. Brevin Jordan, because he's a he's a Texans fan, right? Yeah. So he thinks that Brevin Jordan is a great pick. And I, I went so back I, and I looked. I think last week I said he was a third or fourth round pick. He's actually a fifth round pick. So that's going to be massive when Jordan. So who's throwing takes the ball off. to Jordan? Uh, Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Right. He's got it's David. great because it's great because he's got this long neck where he can over <laughs> he can look over the defensive line and just see the field really well. So thanks Nugget for getting involved. Thank you for uh, talking up my picks of Dawson Knox Good and you, Brevin Nug. Jordan. Now. The last one in the mailbag today. Uh, it's an explosive email explosive. from Daz. Daz, we've already discussed it. Well, we discussed it earlier in the week on our on our main show. But um, I just wanted to. <laughs> we won't go too much into the, the picks <laughs> and what Philadelphia has done and should do, whatever. But I I do firstly want to thank Daz for getting in touch, and secondly, I want to thank him for his passion, <laughs> because th- this is what he wrote. <clears throat> Hey, fellas, enjoying the pod so far. Keep it up. I had to write in to address Hawley's ridiculous statement when talking about <laughs> my equals last week. You're going to get chopped off here. I almost drove off the road <laughs> <laughs> when Hawley said we could look at moving up in the draft by a two for one. I mean, come on, man, give me a spell. <laughs> so his question is, why would we bother moving up in the draft? And we've, we discussed that early in the week and Hawley in my opinion, foolishly doubled down because I don't want to anger Daz further, but you've already done it. And plus, because this is going out on Friday and that first episode went out on Tuesday, he's had three more days to get angry. Well, the result of the draft, the the trade will be will be completed. Yeah, well, no, it'll be on in a few hours. Oh, so we're, yeah, we're just about to, yep. to find out. So, yeah, you, you're probably right. By the time people actually listen to this episode, we'll know what Philly did with those picks. So we won't talk about that too much. But <laughs> he's listed... All the needs that they have. He talks about the D line, talks about linebackers, cornerbacks, wide receivers. Well, as, as I mentioned in the main episode, if Philly do not trade trade up for you know the top ten pick, I will publicly apologise to Daz. I'll even I'll <laughs> I'll buy a card, write him a letter, and and email it through. Email it through. Email. Send it through. So we'll post, so if we'll they stick, it. so just to be clear, if they stick with their picks and 15 they don't and trade, 18, I will apologise to Daz. Brilliant. And you will write him a letter. I'll write him a letter. 
fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Daz, if, if not, I expect one in return. Okay. An actual Daz. letter? Or I'm, putting it, I'm putting it back on you, Daz. Yeah, that's a fair. I think that's fair. Because yeah. you've both gone hard at each other. Yeah. This is the first real rivalry we've had on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and the season hasn't even started yet. <laughs> oh, no, we've just speculated like, about it. Lucky, Daz. Lucky Daz isn't a Green Bay supporter. <laughs> yeah, they're going to come for you eventually. Um, so, look, thank you very much, everyone, for getting involved. That was just a little uh, teaser of the emails and DMs we're getting quite regularly at the moment. So please keep them coming in, podcast at backquarterback.com. Before we wrap up, Doss, anything you want to say to any of the anybody that wrote in or just our fans generally for listening so far? Thanks for listening. Keep it up. We appreciate it. Uh, we have great fun doing this. Uh, we have good fun talking to you uh, offline as well. So um, keep, the, keep the topics coming through and, and we'll just keep providing some of this sensational content. Yes. And I'm already working on Doss's dimes for my next segment. Fantastic. And Hawley... Um, Honest feedback time. The uh, the song, the intro. No, it's it was wonderful. You liked it. It was it was perfect. Going to keep it. Absolutely brilliant. Thank Curtis. you. Thanks, mate. I was going to ask Doss as well, but after that, it can't get any better. He's only <laughs> going to criticise it from there. This is a very exciting time. Matt Maidman is going to take over the run sheet. It's all yours. You've got. I wrote ten minutes. Let's maybe not make it ten minutes. Let's keep it to like six. <laughs> If you tell him five, we've actually got fifteen minutes of this segment. This is so. a one. This is a one minute segment. <laughs> hey, you better make more with your time. You only got three more minutes. Oh, Marshall's giving you three. All right, Doss's oh, three minutes for Doss's dimes. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you got all the time you want, Doss. Doss's dimes, the very first edition. We don't know what you're going to talk well, about. I, what need, I, need, I just us? need to be out of here in forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> won't be. <laughs> won't be forty-five minutes. I'm starting the clock. But we'll have some good interaction here and, and I think and we'll get some good feedback hopefully from our, our listeners uh, after this. So I'm going to look at the top five QB draft bus. Oh, I like that. So yeah. Now there's some criteria around Rogers. this as well. So now hold on. <laughs> criteria have to be drafted uh, from the year, or year 2000 or later. First round draft pick, a Heisman Trophy winner in college Ooh. and now retired. That's wow, a, that's a lot of how, how many were in that pool? Yeah. That's very specific a few. criteria. No, All right, a few. run us through. Now it. there's so some notable mentions here as well in the in this so that didn't make the list. That didn't make the list because of my strict criteria. But I'm going to mention them anyway. Yep. Joey Harrington was picked three in 2002 to the Detroit Lions out of Oregon. Lasted four seasons. I oh, sorry, he was picked three in 2002. He lasted four seasons with an 18 and 37 uh, record. Yeah. But was never given any sort of assistance on on offense, so he gets a notable mention, little Joey. Jamarcus Russell. Have oh, you heard of Jamarcus, yes, Jamarcus Russell? That, yeah. that's, well, he's not in your top five. That's amazing. No, because, he, he, no, because be he's, not a Heisman, he's not a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, so he was picked one out of LSU to the Raiders. He lasted just three seasons with them, stole money from the <laughs> Oakland Raiders. He held out on signing a contract through training camp until the first week of the 2007 season where he signed a six-year contract worth up to $68 million with $31.5 million guaranteed. Hadn't played yet. He was then arrested in 2010 with codeine syrup possession, which was post his NFL career, although some skeptics believe that he could have been on that Sorry, during his codeine NFL Codeine syrup, do you put that in your pancakes? I'm not sure what you do with it. I know it's illegal. I know you can't have it. So, uh, And... 
Yeah, so Jamarcus Russell was a massive bust and set the Oakland Raiders, who they were at that time, back a long way. And when you say he stole money, just to clarify, did he actually steal money or is that a figure of speech? He stole money because he did nothing. Okay, but not. Oh, but he wasn't. I thought he actually stole money. Just before we got in a murky ground of accusing someone of being an actual thief. (laughs) He he (laughs) stole money. He did did not rob money from the organization. He robbed money for the fact that he did nothing for three seasons after being a big one. I've never heard of him stealing money. Yeah. Uh, Doss, you keep going back over the same ground. What I'm trying to do is get you out of a tricky legal situation here by accusing <laughs> someone of a crime they didn't commit. So let's re- restate for the purposes of clarity that he did not steal money from the organisation. That we know of. It's that a- we know of. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Metaphorically, he did not work hard enough for the money he was paid. That's why you're saying he stole it. Correct. Fantastic. That's a very good honourable mention. Amazed he wasn't in, but I guess he didn't win a husband, so he couldn't no. be. All right. Oh, that took you three, that took you pick, three and a half minutes to explain the rules. Pick, well, no, that's no, not the rules. That was my notable, men- that was my go, notable mentions. Pick five, Hawley, one of your boys, Tim Tebow, 2010. Bust. Yeah. Oh. Taken at pick 25 yeah. by the Broncos. He was a 2007 Heisman Trophy winner. Four years in college in which he threw for over 9,000 yards, 88 TDs and only 16 picks. Wow. He won a playoff game. Yeah, so this is the yeah, so this is where it gets murky. He had a playoff win against the Steelers in that 2011 season. He came in after Kyle Orton, who was the starter for the Broncos, was one and three and got subbed out at halftime against San Diego. He went seven and four then, but he absolutely stunk it up against the Patriots in a 45 to 10 loss. In that game, he went nine for 26. The following off-season after Elway said, oh, um, Tim Tebow will be our starting quarterback for the next season. They signed Peyton Manning. Fair mm. enough. Tebow, out you go. Went, so got traded, Tebow's career. Got traded to the Jets and that was it. Went to play baseball. Now, when I started following college football was around 2005, 2006 and there was no one bigger than Matt Liner out of USC Ooh, at that yeah. time. So he won the Heisman in his junior year. Uh, USC retired his number 11 jersey. He was that good. 37-2 and two win-loss record in college. He was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, picked 10 in 2006. His first year in the NFL, he went 4-7. and seven. He had 11 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Finished his career with 15 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. Now, the thing with Lyon, he actually had good players on his team. He had Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bolden. Mm. So he didn't come yeah, in with scrubs on his team. So much so that two years later, Kurt Warner, who was one of my favourite quarterbacks of all time, by the way, led the Cardinals to a Super Bowl appearance. So that was two years after Lineup was drafted. So Lineup just didn't do enough. Lineup didn't do enough and then he was out of the NFL shortly after. Um, shame for him. All right. Pick three. Pick three's tough for me. It's tough that I've got RG3. Oh. There. Now, That's is that just because so he's got harsh. a three in his name? He Hold on. Pick three. He was taken by pick two and the comparison, pick one was Andrew Luck, as we know in that mm-hmm. draft. RG3 was there though. It wasn't he his was, fault. Yeah, no. Put him back on. Oh, oh, so in his Heisman year, 37 touchdowns and ran for 10 touchdowns. So he, he just cut college defences up. And if you haven't seen highlights of RG3 in college, go back and have a look. Playing for Bailey, he was sensational. His first year took uh, Washington 10 and 6, took him to the wild card uh, game against Seattle where he did his ACL, uh, unfortunately. They lost that game. Uh, he was never the same after that. You could argue how Washington treated him, yeah. uh, rushing him back probably before his knee had fully recuperated. And because he, he was special that year, right? So he was he in was. that class, you know, there was the other young guys that were performing that year like Wilson and... He was, but when you purely Kaepernick. look at it, Luck was one, RG3 was pick two. Yeah. Without the ACL, RG3's would be, he'd be Hall of Famer. 
Ooh. That's my call. Well, Ooh. I mean, he was elite that that first year. He's only I mean, had the one year though. Yeah, Debo's only had the one year, and he wants twenty five million. So, so just to give more context with that injury, it was it was a nasty. Like he'd, he'd weakened it, I think, in week seven. Yeah, t- uh, week 17 against the Cowboys. He was yeah. on a bum leg and still beat the Cowboys, by the way. Yeah, so he, so was he wasn't right going into the playoffs. And no. then he looked really average for the you know first quarter or two. Mm. And then his leg gave way and it was, it was ugly. Like he'd already lost his mobility and then his leg just went sideways. And the whole argument was whether it was right for him to even be playing. And yeah. I wonder if it was one of those situations where you're going to have the surgery anyway. You can't make it any worse. Just go and do it and see what happens. Well, turns out he could make it much well, worse. Well, obviously made a lot worse because Washington, who should have had a franchise dynasty-leading quarterback, mm. unfortunately really only had his talents for one season. Yeah, and he never and got back. such a like, shame. Because no. he relied on his running ability so yeah. much. And he nev- the next year he wasn't the same. And Correct. before you know it, confidence left him, form left him. Mm. Yeah, it's a controversial one, but interesting choice, Doss. A uh, few of you might remember... I got at number two here, Sam Bradford. Yes, or Sam, Sam Bradford. Bradford. What a, what a biggest bust in the career. Well, yeah, he was taken pick one by St. Louis. Uh, Are you going to talk about how much money he made across his career? Well, I was, now, I we're was about to ask at the end of this how much money these, to- these bottom five would have made. So at Oklahoma in his sophomore season, he's got school records through for uh, 4,721 yards, 50 touchdowns. He was elite in college. The Rams and Bradford now. In his rookie season, this is his first contract, six-year deal, $78 million, which was the highest ever for a rookie at that time. He went seven and nine in his rookie season. The following year, uh, I think he got injured in the following year, but they, the Rams, uh, he, his starting record for the year was one and nine before he got injured, so they were, they were pretty mm, ordinary. Not flying. No, not flying, it's fair to say. He was finished with the Rams after four seasons where they traded him to the Eagles where he went seven and seven. He was then traded to the Vikings after one season in Philly for two seasons and then he was off to Arizona then for his Genuine. last year. So 2016, Bradford was 20-5 and five TD interception ratio. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. It's all right. Like his career was 103 to 61. Like How many games did he play? 83. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't. didn't ever turn out to be the superstar. That I don't know what happened He didn't turn out to be the generational QB Heisman Trophy winner QB that he probably should have. So Bradford's Bradford's story is an interesting one about the money. I think is it 192 million dollars he made over his career for what you would probably say is a, a fairly mediocre quarterback career. I, I don't think he ever really got going. I think if yeah. he if he stuck around in Minnesota after that 2016 Hence why season, I him a bu- well they traded him. But yeah, I, I need to look into that. I wonder why. But I think it was a contributing factor to the contracts then being limited for. Yeah for early draft picks because they used to just be ridiculous sums of money for guys who had never played an NFL game. Mm. And then when they were burning cash on Bradford and it was just yeah. unsustainable. I think, was it Cam Newton who was the first quarterback or the first pick that was drafted after the rules came in to restrict the amount that um, first round picks could get? That in? teams could pay their first round yeah. QBs. Yeah, it so I think be. I think he saw um, the year before <laughs> guys yeah. on an outrageous contract, he comes in and gets paid 30% of what we only have to look at who I mentioned, Jamarcus Russell in the note in 2007, exactly. getting 31.5 million guaranteed and he hasn't take, played a game. So Extraordinary. Number number one? So number number one. one. Now this pains me because I loved him in college. Rogers. No. Johnny Manziel. Johnny Football. <laughs> Johnny Manziel, 2014. Have you, if you, if you can go back and have a look at some of his the two seasons he spent out at Texas A and M, he was elite. I think he's currently playing in the fan controlled football league. I don't know what he's doing at the Signing moment. Signing autographs mm. for money. Uh, he's the first freshman in college football history to win a Heisman Trophy. 
<laughs> so he, he was just special. Threw for 63 touchdowns and ran for 30 touchdowns in two seasons. Uh, he was taken with by Cleveland with pick 22 and um, we know Cleveland's history of drafting QBs over the last 30 years has, has been appalling, uh, which is why they decided to trade and get Deshaun Watson and risk another draft pick on that. Mm. But the main reason uh, he fell as low as he did in that draft was a lot of clubs, uh, oh, sorry, a lot of franchises were not happy um, with the arrogance that he showed, particularly you know on field and, and a bit off the field as well. Didn't interview all that well. He was released after two seasons, mainly wanting to go out and party and didn't really take the life of being an NFL player all that seriously, to be mm. quite honest. Wasn't dedicated. Just came all too easy for Johnny Football in college. Um, his first season, he was back up to Brian Hoyer. And then when he did start, he went zero for two and he had no passing touchdowns. He ran for one passing, uh, one rushing touchdown, I should say. So as much as I love Johnny Manziel in college and thought he was absolutely elite, I've got him as the number one draft bust in my Doss's Dime segment. So there were never any flashes of that brilliance at NFL level? Not at like, NFL It level. was just nope. the off-field stuff Not was... consistent flashes anyway. The, <laughs> the off-field stuff was too monumental. Just tied to up too much in the party off-field life. partying, you know. Yeah. And and was, I've, I've read mean, a couple of articles. And he was at... He was at Cleveland, so... Yeah. I've well, read a couple of articles of um, him reflecting on his time since. And I, from memory, the theme was no regrets, but I find that hard to believe. Mm. But I he find did, it hard he to did believe admit, when you're probably considered the best ever college football player in history to come in. He did admit, you know, he absolutely wasted it and his mindset wasn't right and yeah. he just spent too much time on things that he now realises never mattered. So interesting. That's a great pick for number one, Doss. Loved your first Good on you, crack Doss. at Doss's so, dimes. And oh, it's not oh, still going. No, no, no. So... <laughs> Gonna have to do a third episode this week. So when we when we look <laughs> at it, so drafting a dynasty leading QB in the first round with your first pick, uh, you know, doesn't always guarantee you success. Um, such an open draft this year, we spoke about. We, we're not sure how, how what the first um, pick will go uh, for a QB. It's fairly evenly spread, which I think is good in a way for these QBs coming into this draft because the expectation on them. I don't think is as high as what it would be for some of these Heisman Trophy winners as I've, as I've just gone through coming out of college. Uh, and I, f- I think if they can spend a season or two as a backup, mm. uh, learning in three or four years' time, it will put the team and that uh, QB in a greater position to have better success at the uh, professional level. So Avoid calamities uh, such as Johnny Football. Avoid the Johnny Football, avoid the, the Matt Lynott's where you just dominate college, win Heisman's, Barely lose a game and just throw touchdowns for fun. Uh, so, yeah, that is Doss's dime for this week. Keen, keen for any listeners to please send yes. in any anyone else that you think deserves a notable mention. If you're not happy with my order, if Podcast you want anyone, outbackquarterback.com or slide into our DMs on Insta at outbackqb. Exactly right. Good stuff, Doss. Good on you, Doss. <laughs> Thanks everyone for getting in touch. We will be back with you next week for our main show, and we'll have a second show for you again next Friday with. A surprise. Oh my goodness. The Bears season's going to end on a double doink. Hey, I'm just here so I won't get fired. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat. He's bare chested and banging his chest. He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Like if you've been working on for for like four days and that's all you get and the going gets tough if it's that tough just quit as he shoots the moon to the fans here in green bay that is
is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. Why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Hey, you better make more with your time. You only got three more minutes. The NCAA brought in the uh, Tebow rule about not having the uh, oh. with the uh, face paint. Oh. He used to put, you know, 316, John 316 and uh, Psalm and uh, verses on his uh, numbers. Oh, on so his, he's a bad boy. Think, well, they banned it. So <laughs> Christian right, bad that, boy. That's, <laughs> that's a good name for a band, the Christian bad boys. <laughs> Christian bad boys. <laughs> <laughs>